Hello, I'm Nam Fennell Malloy. With the season two finale approaching, I would like to invite you the opportunity to submit questions, comments, and suggestions for the season two after show, which will air on September 19th during the week of the podcast's one year anniversary. If interested, you can send an email to rediscoveredmovies at gmail.com or a voice message on anchor.fm slash rdmoviespod no later than September 15th. You can ask me anything from behind-the-scenes moments to the guest features on the podcast, or you could share your favorite moments from the podcast or film suggestions for future episodes. Just remember you have until September 15th to submit your questions by email or voice message on Anchor. They'll never play the Rambos until they stop playing the Sambos. Hollywood Shuffle is up next on Rediscovered Movies. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Rediscovered Movies. I'm your host, Nam Fanella Malloy. So today I have a special guest. So this guest, I would say, wears many hats, which includes um, he is a author, he is a researcher, he is a professor, an engineer, and an inventor. And he's also my father. So please welcome Zulu Matabo Zulu. Hello, greetings. Uh, thank you, uh, young lady, for hosting me on your uh, very important show. And uh, also greetings to your audience. All right. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a, a pleasure like for having. And I feel like with the film that we'll be discussing today, like I would say it's is best suitable in it, and I'm sure it'll bring some interesting conversations. Yes, hope so. All right, so the play. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So the film that we'll be discussing today is Hollywood Shuffle. So Hollywood Shuffle is a 1987 satirical comedy that's directed by Robert Townsend, who also produced and co-written the film. So he has directed works such as Eddie Murphy Raw and The Meteor Man. So the film also co-stars Anne-Marie Johnson and Helen Helen Martin. So essentially like the film, it focuses on an actor played by Robert Townsend. He's essentially limited to stereotypical roles because of his ethnicity, and he dreams of making it big as a highly respected performer. And as he makes his rounds, the film takes a satirical look at African-American actors in Hollywood. The film was released in theaters on March 20th, 1987. It opened at number 18 with over 95,000. So films that beated this at the box office include Lethal Weapon, Burglar, and Platoon. So it made uh, apparently like over 5.2 million during its theatrical release. In terms of reception on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 85% critic score. So with the consensus, here's what they have to say. Hollywood Shuffle overcomes budgetary constraints with sharp humor and infectious energy, heralding the arrival of an exciting new filmmaking talent in the bargain. The audience, however, gave it 80%. So the film is available on demand, so check your local provider. 
All right, so we could dive into first category, which is first discoveries, essentially how you first learned about the movie, your initial thoughts, and has it changed since then? So do you want to start? Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, I had completely forgotten about the movie. <laughs> so, but I remember I did watch it uh, in Canada um, a few years after my arrival there. I think we arrived in Canada, Ottawa in uh, 1989. So, uh, you know, and probably, I don't know, I may have watched it maybe around 91, 1991, something like that. I don't quite remember. But um, uh, the movie, and then, of course, since you, uh, you, you brought this to my attention, so I had to go and watch it again, of course, uh, with your assistance, of course. And, uh, yeah, uh, but, but I find my reaction was a bit different. But, but I, I should say, uh, the first time I watched it, it was very, very funny, I must say. Yeah, it was the most hilarious movie that one could ever watch. And I've always been very big about things that are done by our own people. So that is really was very great. So so whether uh, my feeling has changed, yeah, maybe there has been a bit of change in the sense that you see, if you, uh, the first time I watched it was more along the humorous aspect, the comedy aspect, you know, uh, and, and I, I must say, uh, uh, you know, uh, humor is a bit of, a, how shall I say, it's a bit of a peculiar genre in the sense that you are not supposed to be explicit in, in telling your story in humor. You're supposed to provide more laughter, you know, and then, and then which opens the minds of people and then people will eventually uh, begin to sympathize with you and maybe get your story. But it, humor is a bit more subtle in storytelling. And, and I must say, uh, you know, Robert Tanson is extremely talented because a lot of people really gave this uh, movie rave reviews. I mean, I was watching him being interviewed by Alex Haley, for example, and uh, Alex Haley was also raving about this movie. So so he really did an extremely good job in that sense. What probably has a bit changed on my side is that I kind of feel that, you know, to tell your story about your predicament is one thing, but we should also inject the aspect of how do we change things, like kind of encourage people in that direction. But we'll talk more about that as we as we proceed. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I'm kind of like right there with you because for me, like when I was younger, I think I had the VHS like growing. I like I don't remember if you bought it or or if mom bought it. I but... did. That that's your father. Your yeah. father <laughs> is the one who buys the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like for yeah. me, like when I was younger, I didn't like fully like understand like the subject matter. But for me, what resonated at the time was the parodies. Because for me, like I enjoyed like when they parodied like Siskel and Ebert with the sneaking at the movies segment or like um, with the the black uh, acting school. So I thought like with those aspects for me, like I thought like they were funny at the time, but as like I got older, like in rewatching it now, like I understood like what he was trying to 
come across in terms of bringing awareness like to the subject matter on how like black actors are treated in Hollywood, not just like at the time, but I would also argue today as well too. Like, don't get me wrong, like there has been some like progress that happened throughout the years, but I still feel like there is a long way to go in order to get the respect that black actors need. Absolutely. You know, I totally agree with you. Um, it, it has really uh, come a long way and, and, and progress has been made, the truth be told. Mm-hmm. And uh, we must appreciate the progress that has been made, but uh, there's still a lot of uh, room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, especially on this aspect of 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 uh, of, uh, of the genre of comedy as a tool of, you know, uh, shall I say, emancipation. You know, the tool that's supposed to reverse uh, the systems that are disadvantageous to black actors. And, and and as I said, it's not an, a very easy thing because this uh, humor is almost like poetry. You know, poetry uh, has got a very, you've got a very small window to tell your story, you know? And uh, poetry also, uh, a good poetry is not explicit, you know, it's very subtle, uh, uses metaphors and stuff like that. It uses indirect language to tell the story. So I find... Uh, the 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 comedy is also a bit poetic in that way, and 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 uh, Robert Tanson has done an extremely good job in that in that regard. And um, but now, the in terms of the vignettes, so I, I think the strategy of the vignettes is quite powerful because uh, uh, vignette, vignettes are almost like a different uh, like mini genres, if I may put it that way, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that, as, as that vignette you just mentioned of sneak movie, uh, you know, movie reviews, for example, mm-hmm. they they sneak their way into the theater to uh, review the movie. They stole the ticket, stuff like that, and and I mean that's that's quite impressive. And and I think what I find impressive is that you know you are oppressed as a black people, but you're still able to love and you're still able to to actually think. Uh, you know, technically about a movie, like, you know, look at it in a more technical way. Uh, You know, I I mean, that's quite, that's quite impressive. And I think we have to give it to them. There's another uh, vignette that uh, I like a lot in that movie, really, I must say. Mm -hmm. I just forgot the name of the character, but that's the part where uh, Bobby Taylor, that's his name, right? Bobby Taylor. So Bobby Taylor is kind of sitting on a chair. He's in this particular place and he's asking himself if he will ever make it. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who says to him, uh, what if you make it? What if you do really make it? And I think mm-hmm. that's powerful. And mm-hmm. He says to him that, uh, you know, he used to be a, a, a very impressive, uh, you know, actor, performer on stage and he used to sing beautifully. Mm-hmm. But then there were people who used to tell him that, you know, uh, he won't make it. And they kept on saying it, and he started uh, believing it, you see. And and I think, and he says that, you know, to Bobby Taylor, don't let anyone, you know, steal your dreams or destroy your dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was definitely uh, a vignette that stands out for me. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, like, we could segue into the highlights portion. So, essentially, what we liked about the movie. So, yeah, to okay. go off to go off like your point. Yeah, like obviously, like that's something that like um, creatives like really have to go through because I would say like um, the majority of the time you hear like a lot of no's, like saying like, oh, you'll never make it, like you can't do this, like that sort of deal, which clearly like got into Uncle Ray's like mindset. But like with uh, Bobby Taylor, like now wanting to get into the the business and like with what he's going through with the movie, like the uncle is assuring him like, you know, you you know what, just go for it. Like, just forget about what the people like have to say. Just go for your dreams. Like, don't let anyone stop you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that that was very, very powerful. And and there's a lot, uh, I must say, going against Bobby Taylor. I mean. Uh, his grandmother doesn't like this idea of uh, acting in movies that are gonna give a, a negative image to the black people, right? And 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 she's justified in feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and but that's a bit hard for him, you know. Even when he and he wants to be a role model to his younger brother, mm-hmm. and uh, the only positive feedback he gets is from his mother, but but not from the grandmother. You, you know what I mean? That sort of situation. It's a bit tough, and you can't blame mm-hmm. the grandmother for that. You know, she she's she's encumbered by the historical historical baggage. I must put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but I like the fact that Bobby Taylor perseveres. He's got mm-hmm. this tenacity, mm-hmm. right? This tenacity to go on. But you know, being a black actor is is tough. I mean. He that movie that he made is what is the first movie really of it's the first movie he made, isn't it? Yeah. In 1997, mm-hmm. and uh, he of course has been acting since young age. I think started acting around what 1974. That he was probably what 17, give and take something like that. So 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 really he started very young. So you can see this is his calling really. It's not just something he chose to do. It's within his his blood, his chromosomes, his DNA, you know, mm-hmm. that's him, you know, he needs to do it. And then, of course, the job that he does kind of sucks, you know, yeah. that, uh, that uh, you know, a uh, job of uh, uh, selling hot dogs and stuff like that. And and, and, and I, I must say, I detest the hat, the hat that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, you know. <laughs> And, and 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 you know remember that uh, a black man always there are these images that they have about the black man. I mean, for me those uh, hot those hot dogs sticking out from the head they're almost like genitalia actually. <laughs> and, and, and 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 the black man is always associated with that sort of stuff. You know mm. what I'm trying. <laughs> but at any rate, at any rate, um, it's it's it's, it's is, I suppose the movie also shows that when you are encountering challenges and adversity of any kind, limitations of any kind, mm-hmm. very important that you must not be defined by the adverse conditions. Mm-hmm. So that's why he keeps on imagining, you know, dreaming about this, 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 being an actor, being a successful actor, and is concerned about. Being a, a, an inspiration to his his younger brother, 
Mm-hmm. So, so he does uh, exhibit uh, some kind of uh, transcendence mm-hmm. over his offspring, mm-hmm. which I think is is, is quite beautiful. Mm-hmm, absolutely, because I felt yeah, like the film did a good job, like of showing like the actor's life, like more like the behind of scenes, that sort of deal. Because like you say, like he pretty much like hates his job, and he always comes up with excuses every time when he has auditions. Like I think in the opening sequence, he said, "Oh, I have like a dentist appointment," but really he he doesn't have it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like because I imagine like with auditions, like there's probably so few that comes especially like for a black actor so it kind of shows that like you know essentially every black actor competes like for the same roles because there was like so few i imagine like at the time so yeah and like i would say like also to another point i liked um is that when the the baddie baddie actor visits him at the winky dicky dog place like he Mm. mentions that oh, it's all about making money. It's all about sequels as opposed to making art, which is what Bobby like wants to yeah. do as an actor. So it's kind of nice that the film kind of brings up that debate, which is honestly still happening today with the sorts of movies that's being shown on mainstream as opposed to more like streaming or like independent platforms. Absolutely, absolutely. Very great, yes. And then, mm-hmm. and again, that shows also his sense of the moral code mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, which, which kind of links with the other vignette where he gets, um, what he gets, I think a callback. Yeah. And then, uh, and then this, and, and then, and then of course, obviously the caller uh, was beating about the bush and then eventually he says, no, you've got a call. Back. I got a call back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you see that in the first place? You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says they are looking for what Eddie Murphy time, yes. something like that. Yeah. And then he says, "One, why can't I just act? Why can't I be me?" Yeah. And 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 that's quite brilliant because uh, this is a comedy, so mm-hmm. uh, you know you don't you're not too explicit about your problems, but but you you give hints, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 people kind of. I shall say, you know, sympathize with it, and and actually, this this movie, I've noticed, uh, is is loved by both white and black. Yes, mm-hmm. you see, quite quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So very successful in that way in kind of bridging the racial divide, and uh, and and I think also that uh, uh, the the aspect you are mentioning of the stereotypical roles, you know, the pimp the slave, the epic slave, you know, the junkie and, and mm-hmm. stuff like, mm-hmm. you know. And and it must be very hard for an actor because you went to school, you spent money to acquire this education, and then you deserve a fair opportunity, an equal opportunity like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and you should not have limitations yeah. in roles. I, 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 I'm just reminded, uh, you know, I I wrote an article recently called uh, "The Perversity of 1994 Freedom," which is about which is a, a a reflection on the South African freedom that came about in 1994 with uh, President Mandela becoming the president, of course. 
And I, in that article, I define the concept, the word uh, freedom. So if you look at the word freedom, it has got two parts. There is free and then there is dom. Mm -hmm. So free is about being exempt from uh, arbitrary controls, uh, you know, uh, arbitrary limitations, random controls, random uh, limitations, you know, uh, vestigial limitations, um, you know, um, uh, that sort of stuff is, is about really being free. That's the free part. And then the DOM uh, refers to an official decree that guarantees your freedom. Like, for example, some kind of a system of governance, like the court of law, the government, the parliament, declaring that you are free and your freedom is guaranteed. So freedom is so important that it has to be guaranteed officially, right? Mm -hmm. But, but we see now the black actor who has studied or, or made efforts to learn the craft and they want to practice the craft, but you find that they don't enjoy that freedom. Mm -hmm. right. So, and, and you find that there is not even a, a system of governance, some institution like a government, parliament, house of Congress that says, we guarantee that this black actor has got equal access to the opportunity like anybody else mm -hmm. and their roles should not be limited to these negative roles mm -hmm. but you have nothing like that yeah you see nothing like that and um, and 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 now you remember there's another vignette of NWACP there where they yes. kind of uh, picket picket him Mm -hmm. And I thought that was said because the NWICP, uh, they've got lawyers, they understand the principles of freedom. Instead mm -hmm. of them going to the government to make a point that our black actors are not afforded equal opportunity, mm -hmm. right? They are only limited to these stereotypical roles that perpetuate their sense of inferiority, for mm -hmm. example, and and they are economically disenfranchised, you yeah. see, you know, stuff like that. But they actually pick at the the actor, Bobby, Bobby Taylor. So actually they are blaming the victim. Yeah. Because uh, Bobby Taylor has no choice in terms of the roles that are presented to him. He has to, uh, you know, he has to make the best of that. What, what do they say? They say, you know, uh, you go to work with the cards that you're dealt until yeah. such time that you can deal the cards. Mm -hmm. So so he has to work with those cards. Mm -hmm. And I was asking myself, what how would I act if I was in that position? Sorry. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> then I I said I don't think I would do anything different. And <laughs> and I think Bobby Taylor is even better than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I don't think I would do anything different because you know, you are you know, you have those, you, you, you are dealt a bad hand. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to move forward and make it, you got to set your teeth into into this career. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully things work out. And it worked out for for, for Townsend, of course, because, you know, he managed to make a movie. A lot of black actors who experienced the same uh, experience were not able to, transmute that experience into a film yeah 
and and so I have the greatest respect to uh, Robert Townsend. Mm-hmm. Uh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. So, because c- yeah, like you you brought up yes, inter- interesting points. Because with the NAACP scene, like I thought it was yeah interesting because they target more like on him as opposed like to like the Hollywood system. Because I do believe mm-hmm. if that were to happen in real life, I think they would oppose more the system than the actor because like he's not the only actor that does those roles per se so absolutely absolutely and you know uh, an nwc nwacp has got the the ability to go to congress yeah uh, if you remember the movie uh, black panther mm-hmm. they did exactly that Mm-hmm. They went into Congress with guns. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That exactly to make the point, mm-hmm. right? Even though they paid a high price for that, mm-hmm. but the freedoms that people enjoy today is because of those kind of actions. Mm-hmm. To say we are also human beings, uh, we deserve to be treated with respect and dignity, and we need to get the same opportunity. We all pay tax. Yeah, uh, you know that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, NWACP really, uh, at least in that vignette, <laughs> they they lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, I don't know what you think about his girlfriend turning on him uh, in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have more thoughts on, on the girlfriend, like in the lowlights uh, section, yeah. but I mean, I guess it's not really surprised that everyone like turns on him in that point. But again, like it's like fantasy because he's, he's the one that's like thinking about those stuff. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. That is fantasy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. another point I want to bring up is that like during like the audition scene, so one of the actors is named Jesse Wilson. So it seems like he manipulates uh, Bobby like when they're waiting because he pretty much said, oh, like with the material like is is because it's, you know, it has like the stereotypical roles. But then mm-hmm. like on the flip side, like he like is so willing to like take the role when when Bobby like quits the film. So it kind of made me think that like had he not said those stuff to Bobby, like I think Bobby like would have t- took the role regardless of what the grandma or like or anyone says about it. Yes. Now, 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 young lady, gotta watch out for 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 vulgarity here. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, um, yes, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you're making a good point there. And uh, what can I say? Uh, you know. Um, so, sorry, I just lost the train of my thoughts here. Maybe mm-hmm. you can continue to comment and then I'll, I'll gather my thoughts. Yeah, because essentially, like, after when the actor, like, tells, like, Bobby that, you know, the script is nonsense because of the the, the right. stereotypes of Black people. Like, because exactly. we see, like, Bobby, like, he's kind of, like, thinking of those stuff, like, through, like, the vignettes, like, through, through the parodies. But yet exactly. he's, he's still like auditions like for the role like he takes a role and it seems like he's yeah. willing to like go for it but it's not until like yeah. when the grandma like you know pretty much objects to it that's when like bobby like pretty much says he has enough about it and, right. and quits yeah because he had reached a point of saturation at that point now you see on that aspect of the vignette where audition 
mm-hmm. where the guy says to him, uh, you know, taking this role is a sellout, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. You know, th- those are pretty tough words, right? Yeah. Because no black man wants to sell out his race, mm-hmm. you know? And and so that puts him in a corner right there. And mm-hmm. he even shocked. I said, so what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think uh, it's important that uh, the point needs to be made that mm-hmm. as people who are oppressed, uh, regardless of our oppressive condition, it is important uh, to be uh, to be loyal to mm-hmm. the cause, mm-hmm. and you need your those around you to remind you of that, which is mm-hmm. what that uh, person is reminding him. But you remember, there is the aspect of loyalty that we have to. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that uh, that uh, reminder is kind of parochial, you know, it's kind of one-sided because mm-hmm. it doesn't consider the economic necessities of the actor. He, this is a job, mm-hmm. right? He's been working on this craft. He needs to practice this craft in order to live, mm-hmm. you see? Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, Bobby Taylor kind of experiences uh, some kind of uh, schizophrenia, you know, identity crisis. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to do good this side, but then in order to do good, you have to do bad. You have to take these bad uh, uh, role models. And, and what choice does he have, really? No, no you know, I don't mm-hmm. see him having a lot of choices there, mm-hmm. especially in those days, you see. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that, you know, he gives it his best. Huh? Yeah. He gives it his best shot, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even by the time he says, I've had enough of this, but that's only because he had reached the point of saturation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. But like, I do want to bring out, though, like, it's kind of hypocritical, like I said, like, for that other actor to tell him that, like, when he is willingly to, like, accept the role like him himself because it yeah. kind of shows that like like i said because like with actors in this point black actors are competing for the same roles like i guess mm-hmm. people will do like whatever it takes so that they can secure the role like for themselves yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely yes i i you're, you're right it is definitely hypocritical that way it's, it's some kind of a duplicity you know mm-hmm. double double standard uh but at the same time uh the 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 point being made that hey we have to remember not to sell out but but you see it's it's all in the context of schizophrenia because mm-hmm. even that actor who's discouraging him but he's accepting the role uh, that shows the the state of schizophrenia the, mm-hmm. the identity crisis you know what do you do mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. exactly. yeah exactly mm-hmm. So, mm. absolutely yeah so I would say too, like also what I liked about the film is the parodies like we've mentioned earlier. So essentially with the black acting school, that's about like showing like the stereotypes that black people essentially like have to face like in terms of the slavery, like the gangsters, yeah. that sort of stuff. And then with sneaking in the movies that essentially parodies the Siskel and Ebert. For those of you who don't know Siskel and Ebert, they were essentially like the top like movie reviewers like at the time. This was way before like the internet. So with like the movies that they show in that one. So the first one is Amadeus, which I would say like is kind of like a boring period piece. You have Chicago mm-hmm. Jones, which essentially 
parodies the Indiana Jones movies, which kind of like has them like split reactions. And then you have Dirty Larry, which essentially parodies the Dirty Harry films of Clint Eastwood, which they both say like it's unrealistic with the situation. And then it ends with Attack of the Street Pimps, which is pretty much like the the more original film out of the bunch, which essentially parodies Night of the Living Dead. And I kind of felt like it's more like and with today, The Walking Dead meets uh, Dolomite. So I would say, like, if I were to watch one of those four movies, I'd, I'd probably choose The Attack of the Street Pimps because I'm kind of more curious to see how that one go if that were made to be a movie. Absolutely, absolutely. No, absolutely. And, you know, we grew up under those people, Clint Eastwood and, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a black person in the in those movies is nothing. It's like a servant or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's why I was quite uh, excited by Hollywood Shuffle mm-hmm. because in Hollywood Shuffle uh, you've got an actor who's trying to make it and is not allowing the adversity to stop them. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I think this Hollywood Shuffle is to some extent autobiographical mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the life of uh, Robert Townsend because, you know, um, uh, he he actually uh, auditioned for the position of Saturday Life, which was, of course, won by mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's interesting how he brings up this Eddie Murphy aspect in the vignette of the auditions where he says that, you know, uh, why can't just why why can't just act? Why should I be like Eddie Murphy? Now you see the the film companies have this idea of trying to piggy bank on the on the popularity of you know on on the high value actor, for example. They like to do that. You mm-hmm. see, uh, but uh, I like the fact that uh, Bobby Taylor says, you know, I I want to be me. I want to do what I want to do. Because he understands that mm-hmm. if you do what you love to do, you will do it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it is a key factor, not only in terms of acting, but also in terms of just a, a career, a profession. It's, it's very important to do something you like to do. That's why I always advise people to look back at their lives, like when they were kids, to see what this is that they like to do and try to find a transferable uh, skill from there, right? Mm -hmm. Because what we used to like to do as kids is a metaphor, is a figure of speech Mm -hmm. to figure out things that are of interest to us and where we can actually, you know, excel. But but I I like the fact that uh, he... He's really an architect of destiny. You gotta give it to, to, to him for that. He's an architect of destiny and he's the unbought and unsold architect of destiny. You know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I mean, even in real life, I mean, Robert Thompson he decides to make a movie about this experience. He doesn't have enough money. He says uh, when he was being interviewed by Alex Haley, he says, uh, you know, he did a calculation and it would cost around give and take forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And he did money, he had the credit cards, and mm-hmm. I think he even applied for more credit cards. So I don't know exactly how much they spent on the movie, uh, but I some people say hundred thousand uh, dollars, some people say one million dollars. 
Yeah, but the budget. The, the budget is a a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Okay, so yeah. that is right. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So so he spent hundred thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting that he says that you know, a lot of the things were not paid in cash. They were just was the swiping of the credit card. That mm -hmm. is a big risk. Yeah. That is a big risk. What if the movie does not fly? Huh? Yeah. But clearly but it, did. It, it did. It did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did flew, you know. Yeah. It, 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 the movie went on to climb to greater heights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently it inspired other movies as well. Uh, there's a movie, what's it called? In the Hill? In the Hill? I don't know. I don't know whether it's a show. I don't know if it's a show or something like that. But there's something about that. Mm -hmm. Apparently that was inspired by... Uh, by Hollywood Shuffle, for example. Okay. Yes, so I thought that was that was interesting. Mm -hmm. But but it's interesting that when he he so he's got he shows this gutsy spirit. Yes. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Of of getting yourself into credit card debts. Mm -hmm. That you're not sure you'll fly. Not only that. Uh, apparently, when he was filming, I understand that he didn't even have a filming permit. How about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he just put on T-shirts and they went about filming. And he was lucky. Not even one person came to say, hey, do you have a permit for filming? Mm -hmm. Today, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You wouldn't film today like that. No, mm -hmm. no. The cops would come. Yeah. That truly so is that uh, indie filmmaking. Yeah, that's indie filmmaking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Beautiful mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know how I encourage you on these things. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, like to uh, go on what you were saying, like, because essentially Bobby, like, he doesn't want to be limited, like, with the roles he gets because of his race. Because we see that he dreams about him being Rambo, like, or like him mm -hmm. being a superhero, which I think kind of leads to him doing a Meteor Man, which we'll get into the trivia yes. section later. And also right. to him doing a Shakespeare and then eventually like winning the Oscars. So yeah, like, it's great that he still has those ambitions, despite, you know, all the negativity he has to, to deal with. Yeah, and like absolutely. He, and he eventually gets a commercial at the end. Yeah. At the post office. Beautiful. At the post office. Now the grandmother's in. Now. Yeah. Because, you know, like, all it takes is that one commercial to, you know, lift off your career. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that one of the commercial, the post office, that's powerful because mm -hmm. now, now in his success, he also brings along the grandmama too. You see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was always saying that, that there's a job at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And only to find that that was a blessing in disguise, actually. There was going to be a commercial on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I would say also, too, like the parody, I forgot to mention, he uh, with the Sam Ace parody. So essentially that parody is... Um, I guess like the film noir, like detective movies, like back back in the day, like the black and white film, if you remember. And yeah, I yeah. thought like with, I guess the villain Jerry Curl, like, cause it's yeah. so hilarious that he has that huge, like, uh, like Jerry Curl, clearly it's a wig. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt like, yeah, like he would be a great sp spokesperson. If you remember like the Soul Glow, like commercials with that product placement in Coming to America. 
if you yeah. remember like with the like the guys like with that big like the, yes, the big hair yeah. yeah big girls <laughs> and and actually the oil uh, get, rubs off the uh, the sofas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i remember that i think that was one of the first movies uh, i bought when i landed in canada coming oh. to america oh. <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. yeah so yeah absolutely and um and it's quite uh, and it's quite it's quite interesting you know i must say you know um that movie helped me to kind of overcome some of my own uh, you know uh, uh, i shall say narrow narrow look at life you know mm -hmm. uh, because i always freak out when black people talk about problems you know we black people have a tendency of for grounding our bad experiences Mm -hmm. uh, to to a fault, you know, where the conversation now only revolves around it. Mm -hmm. You see, but somebody like uh, Bobby Taylor, he doesn't want to be limited by that. He wants to go out there and explore the world and and actually make it a success. And he does make it a success. And that means that if you really are determined to succeed in doing something, you will really succeed, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's nothing that can actually stop you. Just like, you know, um, I, your dad, you know, uh, I wanted to be a software engineer. So, and then I, my, my math kind of was kind of sucked, you know. I, I was a great mathematician when I was growing up, but I, I just stayed for a long time not practicing mathematics. But I remember just before I came to Canada, I, I used to practice mathematics in the jungle. How about mm, that? Mm -hmm. In the jungle, mm -hmm. practicing mathematics. Yeah. And then by the time I came to Canada, I had honed my mathematics. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, Algonquin College, there used to be what you call Lee's, Lee's campus. I don't think it's there anymore now. I think they still have it. Yeah, is Algonquin still running there? Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Leeds campus is where it used to be the science uh, campus of Algonquin College. All the yeah. mathematics, physics, chemistry, they were done in that campus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did all the math there. How about that? Mm -hmm. And I used to be the best uh, mm -hmm. mathematics student, you know, doing mm -hmm. calculus, differential equations, uh, Fourier theory, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And until, of course, I worked as a software engineer. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, and, and I never allowed uh, myself to be stopped, uh, you know, uh, for something that I love to do because I, I, I've always loved solving problems and uh, uh, computer software engineering gave me that challenge that I needed, that intellectual challenge. So, so even in the terms of acting, it, you know, those challenges that he experiences for him were intellectual, they, they stimulated his brain to mm -hmm. become even more inventive in overcoming the challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Yeah. And I guess like a final note that I'll say for highlights is that I enjoyed the performances like from the cast, like they did a good job, like playing like the multiple roles. And I would say, yeah, like with Robert Townsend, he did a good job with the production, like the directing, the writing of the film. Absolutely, and mm -hmm. and I think uh, we should underscore that uh, mm -hmm. it's not easy to be a director, to Absolutely. be a producer, to be mm -hmm. a writer. I mean, mm -hmm. 
it's quite uh, this is quite too much really yeah but he did very well he mm-hmm. did it very well and maybe only only a only a black black man can do that or a black person black woman can do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know uh, because given our historical uh, situation of enslavement and colonialism uh, so we have learned to multitask in order to overcome our our condition you know mm-hmm. and and we think doing it very well there mm-hmm. and 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 not only that i mean a director is responsible for the story of the movie and mm-hmm. right and he is the one who's directing the story absolutely the producer is, is, is responsible for the business side of the movie mm-hmm. we see flying with the credit cards <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah. just to make a note on that, like he did mention that in the theatrical uh, trailer, like of the movie, which you could find on YouTube. But okay, oh, he did say that. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, also no, to to say, like, yeah, that's the beauty of like indie uh, filmmaking, because you, you essentially have to wear like many hats. But the beneficial side is that you get to learn all like aspects like of the filmmaking, not just like one particular, you know, point of view. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would give it to him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So was there anything else you want to mention in the highlights section that we didn't cover before we move on to the next category? Or do you pretty well, much... Well, I think, uh, I think we've pretty much yeah, covered yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I can just, just, just add that uh, the, the review aspect, that review aspect, uh, which I th- I thought was quite creative, very ingenious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the part that uh, you know that that vignette where you've got those weird guys chasing those girls, and then those girls are running away. They come down. Oh, the with the, the the street pimps, yeah. The street pimps, <laughs> and uh, and and then and then it's, it's quite interesting that. When they come running, the first one, the girls ask, what, 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 what's, what's happening? So, no, it is them. Who is them? I don't see anybody there. Mm-hmm. And then she kept on, yeah, hey, you must run. But she, she runs. Mm-hmm. And then the second one also uh, just tried to tell them they don't understand. But it's interesting that uh, when the street films eventually appeared, it is the, it is the girl who refused. That's Anne-Marie, right? That's Anne-Marie. Right? Yes, yes. She's the one who who actually gets stuck with the pimps and mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, I suppose that uh, simply means that you know you should never brush, brush off something you don't fully understand. And and I think it's a good thing always to when somebody says they are afraid of something, you should take that seriously. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always reminded. Uh, you know, I like animals and the jungle and stuff like that. So in the jungle, when uh, somebody that is, I don't know, maybe is half crazy or something says to you, uh, you know, that particular tree, uh, there's a lion that likes to go there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you'll have to take that seriously, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it affects your, your, your survivability, you see? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we could go on to the low light section. So essentially what we didn't like about the movie. So I would say, like, I didn't get, like, the whole deal, like, with the post office. Like, like why does the grandma, like, you know, want him to work at the post office? Like, why not just say, I don't know, like, be a doctor or a lawyer, like, or something? Because that part, like, I didn't really understand. 
I think I think uh, because you see, grandmother has has been you know encumbered by you know a lot of package of life, and so uh, she is really uh, I think highlighting the aspect of job security because the the job at the post office is quite secure. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was really looking for security for him, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to see, uh, you know, the grandson uh, really having an insecure job situation. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so for her, security was was very very important, mm-hmm. and I think that's why she was kind of making the point there. But you see, Bob Taylor is a is a new kid on the block, meaning uh, he's not encumbered by by past experiences. Mm-hmm. He wants the, he wants to do this thing. You mm-hmm. see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suppose that's a generational gap also there. Yeah. But interesting that when the opportunity arises for uh, for Bob Bobby Taylor to to do the commercial with the post office, that was the most exciting thing because it mm-hmm. gets to you know, make amends with the grandmother. Mm-hmm. I told you I would do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the, the grandmother sees the post office sign, the logo. Mm-hmm. Ah, she's happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I've heard though, like with working at the post office, it's not like, I hear it's not really the the best because I, I see all the time, like they often like go to strikes and, and all that stuff because yeah. of pay, but... But hey, I guess like, you know, it does provide job security in some way. Yeah, but it provides job security in a sandbox. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. So I, I see a post office as a sandbox. Yeah. And uh, when I came to Canada, I, I was quite surprised to see that every white kid grows up in a sandbox. Mm-hmm. I think you're the only ones who didn't grow up in a sandbox because we yeah. didn't. Providers, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know the, <laughs> exactly. And sandbox mm-hmm. means that you're confined, right? Mm-hmm. Confined into a sandbox. So a job, a post office job, is a sandbox job, mm-hmm. and, and that's why Bobby did not want to be confined, to be sandboxed, if I put it that. Yeah, <laughs> he was thinking outside to the sandbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and. Another point that I didn't like about the movie, I thought like with Bobby's girlfriend, I felt like like she there could have been more for her to do than just being there like for support. Yeah, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, mean, I see that particularly. You remember when he comes in that uh, vignette where she is working in the salon, mm-hmm. and then he he comes in and he tells he tells her that you know. Is going for an audition and she gets excited and I, I, I hope you get it mm-hmm. uh, and then she says i'm happy for you something but she was something about oh uh, about celebration that no will say uh, she said when you get it we'll celebrate mm-hmm. so, so so see that comment you know underscores your comment that she could have done more than just yeah. being there. Mm-hmm. you see but but i don't think she was she was about to do more than that. And we see it when during the NWACP, mm-hmm. when she turns against him, she says mm-hmm. he must be killed. You remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So she's not the type of 
woman that would stand by her man through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. And obviously, she's an extremely beautiful woman, very attractive. And so uh, Bobby Taylor also, he's, he's enamored by her, you know. And that's why I'm writing a book called uh, How to Know if He or She is the Right One. Mm -hmm. You see, it's a checklist that you have to go through. And, and then, you know, even if you like the person, but if, if they don't resonate, then they don't resonate. You mm -hmm. see, you must move on. Stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But I just felt, I don't know, like maybe there could have been like a scene or two, maybe like if she didn't want him to take a role, like she could have like mentioned that. But I just felt like, you know, there could have been more with her character. But no, absolutely. Especially that aspect where she's turning on him at the NWACP. I mean, that's that that is the worst form of. Uh, of, of betrayal, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And obviously, uh, the Bobby Taylor imagining these things. So he, he has that sense also. He has got that, he's got the instinctive grasp of that reality mm -hmm. with respect to the, to the girlfriend, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, I guess like a final note I'll say is that when they were, filming like the movie towards the end. I thought it was like hilarious that like when, I think that's the character Tommy, like when he gets shot, we don't see any bullets, we don't see any blood, we just yeah. see him lie on the floor. I don't know if it's because he didn't have enough money to, to get all that stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they could have put a bit of a beetroot there, you know, it would have showed the blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe the blood would spoil the mood of a humor, a humorous mood. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. Uh, you know, yes. Uh, actually, that, that scene is a bit traumatizing, I think. I mean, him being shot while in that performance, you know, mm -hmm. I, I personally found a bit traumatizing, really. Oh, okay. that, that aspect. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it, yeah, he's... Everything is hilarious until he gets he gets shot, you know that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And also the stereotype. Look at how you know we've got those uh, Hispanics uh, gangs. You know those are the only roles they can play. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and actually he shows the stereotype for all races, right? For black, yeah. for white, for for Hispanics, mm -hmm. uh, and um, you know. Uh, a, a, a role like roles, those kind of roles. That's like being cast in, in stone, eh? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get out of there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but I think uh, Townsend has, has changed that because a mm -hmm. lot of people who are now enjoying better roles is because of him, you see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is, and, and others who have who've gone uh, before him. Now, but, but the part that I would say maybe... I personally didn't like too much. I kind of feel that the 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 these negative roles were a bit overemphasized, you mm -hmm. know. Yes, I understand that uh, he needed to show uh, because this is showbiz, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to show, instead of saying it, show it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but. Uh, 
yeah, like like you see that the scene, the vignette about the slave trying to run away from slavery stuff. I I felt it was a bit exaggerated, you know. Yeah, but again, that's the point of the satire is to over exaggerate. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, you're right. Yeah, it is. It is to do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. So uh, you see, I'm a maybe I can just share with you that I'm a great believer that we have to change our situation and so it's not enough to to talk about it or to express it or to vent it or to act about it mm -hmm. but uh, we, we actually have to change it yeah uh, and i make an example here about the nigerians you and me always talk about that mm -hmm. so uh, is uh, nigerians um they a friend of mine actually this i've got to know about this he he goes to a film festival in Cape Town. Yeah. And then he meets a Nigerian lady there. Mm -hmm. And so they introduce each other. And then uh, and then she asks him, what, what what do you do? She says, I'm a he says, I'm a producer. Mm -hmm. And she says, What have you produced? <laughs> and said, No, I'm still working on this movie. Then she says, how long you work on the movie? And she told him, I don't know, whether it's more than a year or something. She said, how, why, why, why are you taking so long to make a movie, to produce a movie? And, she said, mm -hmm. and, and he says, oh, it's because I'm still trying to raise a million rand. Yeah. And she says, you South Africans, you always want to get money first. You must come to Nigeria. We will teach you how to make movie in a few days, in less than a week. We use our cell phones, we make movies. And today, and Nollywood, Nollywood, which is the Nigerian film industry, mm -hmm. is bigger than Hollywood. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. In Nigeria, population is about 180 million. Mm -hmm. Right? The population in uh, America is about, what, 330 million. So almost half, really, mm -hmm. the population. Nigeria's population is almost half. Mm -hmm. of the u.s population and yet it is bigger than hollywood industry that tells yeah. you something mm -hmm. so you see nigerians have got this amazing enterprising culture where they say we must do it ourselves mm -hmm. we don't need to depend on others doing it for us and and so i think i would have liked that kind of message to be part of the uh, the Hollywood shuffle, mm -hmm. because that is a very harsh experience that uh, Townsend went through. Mm -hmm. So that vignette where it talks about don't let others steal your dreams, that would have been the perfect opportunity there to insert the message that says that we should also make our own movies. Mm -hmm. So we can make the decisions in terms of roles, you see there. Mm -hmm. And in real life, that's exactly what Thompson did. He did that exactly that in, in, in real life. Yes. But didn't uh, share it with the audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I could, yeah, move on to the trivia section. So I'll go over the section brief. So because you did touch on some few points earlier about it. So with Robert Townsend, he put apparently 40,000 of the film's 100,000 budget on 10 
personal credit cards. He got free film stock by splicing together leftovers from the production of Odd Jobs and Rat Boy. And these 17 days of shooting were spread over two years between Townsend's tours as a stand-up comedian, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I was for stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you mentioned earlier that yeah, the film was shot without any like film permits. So apparently, yeah, the crew, they got UCLA t-shirts so they could pass themselves off as students learning how to film in the field. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was ingenious. Mm-hmm. And a last, ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the last point is that, um, like, he fantasizes him playing a, a flying black superhero, kind of like Superman. And apparently, yes. six years later, he would star in The Meteor Man about a flying yeah. black superhero. And I remember I, I bought that movie for you. So, mm-hmm. uh, Meteor Man. Yeah, it, it really uh, blew my mind because. The only movie at the time was Superman. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Superman, the white guy. So yeah. when when I saw Meteor Man, I said I must buy this film for my babies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they can see that a black man can also, or a black woman can also fly. You see mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I haven't watched that movie in a while, but it's something that I would like to revisit at some point. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I should also do the same. I must yeah. revisit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would say though, today, like, there are plenty of superhero movies with people of color, so... Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so things have changed, right? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And we don't want to lose those changes, right? We can only build on them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and then also also I think uh, I like the fact that um, uh, he townsman like, like I did mention that before of course I mean he started acting before he graduated from high school right mm-hmm. uh, yeah so I mean that's quite impressive mm-hmm. he was right he was juggling uh, school juggling acting because that was his life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's, that's very impressive. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so like the last question that I'll ask, uh, should this movie be rediscovered? So should this movie be recommended? So I think so. I think this mm-hmm. movie should be rediscovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be recommended. So I think what you're doing right now is extremely important. It will go a long way to motivate that rediscovery so that people can actually go back and have a look at Hollywood Shop. Mm-hmm. Like people look at giving a bad hand that you are dealt, you know, mm-hmm. can you work with these, with this, with this bad hand in order to launch your career, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as black people still have lots of challenges, mm-hmm. but uh, what's going to change the situation is not complaining or blaming others, but it's going to be a sense of of perseverance, a, a sense of transcendence to transcend the adverse conditions, to go together, and also to forge unity. Mm-hmm. See, we as black people don't have a strong sense of unity, so we need to work on unity. And I think we can learn unity from, from the ends, mm-hmm. the ends on the ground. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I landed here from Canada, uh, here in South Africa, um, I was in another, in North Johannesburg, there's a small suburb called Four Ways. Mm-hmm. And so I was staying there and I was, I was just walking. I looked, I used to walk a lot. And I see this, um, uh, this long uh, line of ants. They are carrying heavy stuff, usually mostly leaves, and they're taking them to their hole underground Mm -hmm. and then so i come to the hole near the hole there and i see that there is one particular ant that's trying to push its stuff down but distracting and i see another ant basically leaving its stuff in the queue and going rushing to the hole going underneath and grabbing the part and pulling it Mm -hmm. while this particular ant was pushing and eventually it went inside Mm. And then when when it was now a turn for this popular ant, that one also came to help it. Yeah. So you see, the ants have an incredible sense of solidarity. Mm-hmm. And as black people, we need to have that. We are still very much a, a divided uh, people. You know, people divided along language. Mm-hmm. Some speak English. Some speak French. Some speak Spanish. Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and I love languages, you know, uh, Espanol, me, me, uh, me gusta mucho Espanol, you know, I love uh, Spanish a lot, you know, but, but we shouldn't allow these things to divide us, we mm-hmm. must really come together and work to move things forward, but you know what's going to change these things, it's going to be changed by the home, mm-hmm. the most powerful school in terms of behavior, it's not the school that we graduate from, but is the home. Mm-hmm. Yes, is the home. Is a very, very powerful. Um, uh, Basutu have an expression that says, meaning the lasting knowledge is the knowledge of, of the breast, breastfeeding. Like, you know, when you are being breastfed, that influence from there is very strong. Mm-hmm. So, so meaning that we need to teach our children when they're still very little about a uniting with other black people to work together. Mm-hmm. Until we solve that puzzle, uh, it's going to be very hard for us to move forward. You know, I mean, for example, in Canada, the the black people are the first one to arrive there in the 1600s. You know, uh, Da Costa from Quebec. Mm-hmm. You know. He's one of the, I think, founding, one of the founders of Quebec City, for mm-hmm. example, is a black. Uh, anyways, uh, Chinese arrived in Canada around the 1800s to fix the railway line, you know. But, you know, Chinese do better than African Canadians. Mm-hmm. Why? It's not because Chinese are more intelligent than African Canadians, but Chinese are more united. Mm. See, that is what changes everything. And as a result of that unity, China has become a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. A superpower. Even America is scared now of China. Of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just making just these few points to say that a unity is very important for us to go forward as a people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Like, I, I too do recommend like this movie because it's cer- certainly like Robert Townsend, like he did fantastic job like with everything with the production the directing the writing like and the humor and also love that it brings awareness like to the issues that black actors face and 
loved how like the rele like the relevance of it like it still resonates today and yeah. also too like the parodies like are fun to enjoy so please like check out this movie very good check mm-hmm. out the movie hollywood shuffle yeah absolutely robert, the great robert townsend absolutely yeah so that yeah. pretty much like wraps up this episode of the podcast so where can people find you and do you have any upcoming projects that sort of deal yes so i do a lot of writing mm-hmm. uh, my upcoming project is gonna be i'm writing an article called african philosophy of science mm-hmm. uh, so uh, that's gonna be that's my next project i'm working on uh, mm-hmm. based on a lecture that i delivered at university of johannesburg so uh, people can find me and and my writings on the way on on my blog www.zulumatabo.com so i don't know maybe you will put the yeah it'll be in the description okay okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, are you on uh, social media where people can oh yes yes i am on social media although the truth be told i'm not that active on social media but at least my facebook a page does receive Every time I post stuff on the blog, it goes to the Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be Zulumatabu Zulu on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then also Zulumatabu Zulu on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. So you can follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at Namfi Malloy. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at rdmoviespod. You could use the hashtag rdmoviespod. You can answer the featured question on Spotify. You can also like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform. And you could submit questions, comments, and suggestions by email, which is rediscoveredmovies at gmail.com. Or you could also leave a short voice message on anchor.fm slash rdmoviespod. So I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast i would say like thank you for uh joining in as as a guest it was very appreciative thank you very much yes the sentiment is mutual absolutely yeah so do you have like one final note you want to share uh i just want to say uh great lady you have done a great job and Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to be a father and see a beautiful young lady who blends beauty and brains, uh, mm-hmm. doing what is her passion to do. And uh, whenever you do something that you love, you will do it better than anybody else. So all the best. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. So until next time.